0: Well, at this time of year, I'm pretty glad that I live in the Northern Hemisphere. The longer, darker mornings and the evenings remind us of the importance of light. The candles on Advent wreaths, the Christmas lights that light up our homes and our communities, our streets, the lights of our Christmas tree here behind me, and yes, the fragile little lights of our prayers in our places of worship, all these declare this, the darkness will not have the last word. The darkness will not have the last word. The darkness also does not have the last word in the lives of loved ones who have influenced and touched our lives, those whose names are written largely on our hearts. Tinsel, trees, trimmings and turkey, they're all around us now. They're on the way, but for some, these things might not be able to stem or ease tears. This time of year can be so difficult for those who grieve. Over the mangers of our nativity scenes will fall the shadow of the cross. On the corner of the crib will hang the crown of thorns. It is perhaps at this time of year when there is Christmas rejoicing that we feel most acutely the pain of bereavement. But this morning, even over the airwaves and live in our churches, we gather together to honour and to praise God for the lives that have lit up our own lives. And we trust God to give us his comfort and joy. You will know as well as I do that it's often the little things that bring back the memories. For me, it's the smell of my mum's shepherd's pie, or it's the memory of my dad reading me a nursery rhyme and putting his own uh, style to it and making me laugh wonderfully. But without such special people, we wouldn't be the people that we are today. They have cared and nourished and touched and inspired us. Many of them have shaped us. And in lighting our candles today, we recall with deep gratitude how they lit up our lives. Parents and grandparents, wives, husbands, sisters, brothers, daughters and sons, people that we've worked with, people who've lived near us, people who were our friends, perhaps people we've cared for. We come together acknowledging that we are in the thin place of the eternal presence of the almighty God. And we do this together so that we may give comfort to one another knowing that we are not alone. If you've been recently bereaved to know that others with a similar story to tell are standing close to you or are praying for you, that can be a great comfort. Our little lights they reinforce one another. Alone, they're small, they're fragile, but together they glow with the glory of the love of the God who is with us. They tell us that the darkness is not impenetrable. There is hope in the darkest night. We heard in our reading earlier from Matthew's gospel how the wise men were drawn to a special event through the guiding light of a star. At their journey's end, they were brought to their knees, bringing their offerings of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So, drawn here by the lights of lives that have lit up our own lives, so we kind of offer our own gifts, don't we, this morning? Love, the gift of memory and affection of tears. And we do so the God who reveals himself in the most vulnerable, fragile of lives, a baby, he declares that divine light will shine on us as we do and in us and through us. So although death is the last enemy, death does not have the last word. This is not the same as denying its reality. Rather, it's a claim that what matters most exists even beyond the reach of death, beyond its power and its influence, its everlasting life and light. The light has been with us from the beginning. In John chapter one, we see that clearly. It's trustworthy. The light never fades and the shadow cannot overcome or extinguish it. And until the day comes when the light pierces the shadow and it will, so our challenge, our hope and our way forward is to put one foot in front of the other, even when that means going through the darkness. Sometimes it's easier said than done because sometimes it takes all we have just to make that next step. But let us be wise and stay close, seeking together and continually reminding ourselves and each other that a shadow cannot exist apart from the light. The light of the star pointed to Jesus, the divine, the holy, the mystery. For us, it also speaks of the power of the resurrection. The prophet Isaiah said, The Spirit of the Lord brings good news, binding up the brokenhearted, and comforts those who mourn. This is the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. In the Revelation to John, it is the one seated on the throne saying, See, I am making all things new. That's Revelation 21. Like the wise men, you and I can know Christ's hope, Christ's comfort and joy. So may you know your own lives and the lives of those you love to be held by God in love's pure light this Christmas held with that love that will not let you go. And so I simply pray that a new dawn might break on each one of us in all that lies ahead, this Christmas time and forever. Let us together light up the lives of others with our grace and love and with the light that keeps even the deepest darkness at bay. The light is always shining behind the shadows, but the shadows will never overcome it. This is the light that points to the Saviour of the world. And as the saying goes, wise people, wise men still seek Jesus. Wise men, women and children still seek Jesus. And when they found him, they return by another route. What a journey in God's light. May that be true for you in this year especially and in all the years to come. May we rejoice in that truth today. Let's just take another moment as we listen to that lovely melody, those beautiful words, still, still, still. God bless you.